till these set is finished We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, till it's over with We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, until these set is Good day everybody, good day, good day I want to thank everyone for tuning in Hope your day, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, has been a blessed day. You woke up this morning praying, hoping for a great outcome. You're getting through the midday, already went through half of your day, and just trucking along, learning, observing, praying, receiving. And you end your day, usually with family, friends, having dinner, enjoying quality time after a long, hard day. Hopefully today has had a blessing or blessings. Uh, you may have went through a trial, you might have went through some difficulties, but all in all, you thank God that you got through it uh, and that you have reached the end of the day and you are now going to enjoy the rest of it and have a very good evening you have tuned in to the blue book brought to you by c-rep ministries and hosted by your boy blue oh my goodness today it is a hot one it is oh holy cow hot it is holy cow hot out here in Las Vegas. And each day goes by, it just seems to get hotter. You're sweating from places that you wish you didn't know you had sweat glands. And you're trying to wear as less clothes as possible because the heat is just crazy. And it's only going to get hotter because we're still in spring and we don't have uh, any relief in sight. So... Anyhow, that is what is going on. And before we get any further into this wonderful episode, we're going to recite our pledge. So, here it goes. A pledge of allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. Very nice. Very nice. Want to make it very clear today in today's message. We have talked on previous messages, episodes about the word fear. Okay? And I've told you, ladies and gentlemen, that. I have a hard time with associating the word fear with God. I like to refer to it as respecting Him. He's earned it. He's the all-powerful. The saying goes, your arms are too short to box God. God does what He wants, when He wants, how He wants, whenever He wants. And His weakness is better, more stronger than your strongest in his weakness and when you think God makes a mistake or when you think God is being just ignorant 
that's smarter than what you're smartest. Okay. Tells you what kind of level we're, what kind of level playing field we're working with. Okay. I I like to refer to it as a respect thing, because God is to be respected. They use the word fear a lot because because they want the translation wants you to feel that superiority feeling, okay? Like there's some people in this world that need religion. They need it, okay? They need to have a set of rules. Their life consists of a certain way with formatting, and religion just doesn't just works for them, okay? And in those cases, I'm not against it. I think that religion is good for those who need that. If that is the way you are, you have to do in order to reach Jesus, by all means. I'm not going to discourage that. There are some people who can't, who cannot handle freedom. Okay? <laughs> Look at the nation. Look at the world. Okay? People in freedom have a hard time because people don't know how to handle freedom or truth for that matter freedom and truth go to hand in hand because they both are just that free okay truth doesn't cost you anything it looks right in front of you there's 66 of them there's the truth it's on TV all you gotta do is go to one of, the, one of those apps on the TV and download an app or watch it on TV, whether it's CTN or TBN or whatever else ministry you choose to listen to or podcast. The truth is everywhere. How do you decide for the truth? Well, your spirit, if it's tuned in the way it's supposed to be, and if you're on a spiritual diet, you should have a pretty sense of spirit to what is right and what is wrong. It shouldn't be okay, well, you know kind of like eating a, a, a burger from a from a steakhouse and then a burger from like Burger King so to speak or a fast food joint you can tell the difference in the quality of food you're eating not only just the price but the quality of food one's fast food meant to get you out in and out quickly and one is meant for you to sit down and enjoy okay not saying fast food's bad because fast food is, has helped and, and fed many people. I'm an endorser of fast food. I think fast food for those who, who eat it, I myself am one. Hey, it works. It's food. It, it it nourishes your body to the extent of living. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's just an analogy of the difference between what you're going to get there and what you're going to get at like a steakhouse or a burger, uh, an actual prestige burger joint. Okay. And you can tell the difference in burgers too. But that's the same thing with people who eat, who, who, who get lied to and told the truth and those who actually know the truth. Big difference. Okay, but it's easier to believe a lie because it's based upon fairy tale and fantasy. Okay, a lie is just a cover-up for the truth. It's a make-believe. In other words, it's made for you to believe. And there's a word, there's a, there's a, there is a, a, um, a, a, an analogy that goes, you see, if you say a lie long enough time, it becomes truth. 
why is that true why is that statement true because when you lie so much you ingroove yourself into that lie to where you live it okay you become part of it because you told yourself enough time to tell everybody around you you become that lie and it didn't end up, didn't end up being truth because that's what you're living Okay. Truth is stranger because truth is exactly what we don't hear every day on the radio, on TV, or any type of media. You know, we don't hear the truth. And when we hear the truth, we're like, whoa, that's shocking. Because we're so used to being fed, spoon-fed, a bunch of nonsense. Okay? So, point being in that whole thing is that fear analogized is false evidence that appears real okay a lie a lie that you worry on you see something it scares you into fearing it because you don't know what it is it appears to be real but you but just it, it's, it's false evidence it's not even, it's like perception perception is not reality perception is deception you perceive it doesn't mean it's real it just means it could be real it appears to be real it could be completely false the only reality to life is the Lord okay that is the only reality is what God tells you because God created it he knows okay so in today's scripture we're going to be in the book of Psalms which is the Old Testament uh, book of songs Psalms songs okay and we're going to be in we're going to be in the 118th chapter 118 verse 6 very important very lovely scripture too Psalms 118 6 okay and before we get into it we definitely pray over the words so God gives us what we want no matter how big or small scripture is we always pray so here we go Father, we thank you for the opportunity to read your word. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to digest these meat and potatoes that you're going to give us to us today. Our spiritual diet, our spiritual diet is very healthy. We are privileged to be able to eat of this word and drink of the spirit as we do. We ask your Holy Spirit to come in and thrive in this book as we all who listens to this message and follows along gets what you want them to have out of it we thank you father we thank you we ask you to lead us guide us and direct us in your ways in your word and jesus is mighty name i pray amen okay so psalms 118:6 says this the lord is on my side don't even have to go further the lord is on my side un believable the lord is on my side how many of you really believe that that's the real question about it how many people really believe the lord is on their side am i hearing i believe the lord is on my side when i'm in trouble and when i need something i call out to the lord because i need him to rescue me yeah that's probably pretty true Usually people don't recognize the Lord being in their life, by their side, helping them, aiding them, showing them the way, unless they're in trouble. That is pretty much the status quo of calling on the Lord, God. Okay? 
It is very difficult to praise God in good times for most people because they're blessed or they're fortunate or they're got something going for themselves in order to be on top of the world, so to speak. Having money, having possessions, and the list goes on. Okay? But when you're in trouble, and when you're hurting, boy, do you call upon God real quick. And you start saying your prayers or your Hail Marys or whatever in the world. You grab your rosary, you get to it. You do whatever you feel you need to. Last resort, I'm going to fall into the pit. I'm going to the curb. Let me grab whatever I can. Light some white lights up. Open the Bible the first time in 20 years. Blow the dust off it. And start finding some scripture that makes you feel better. Kind of like taking, take, like, kind of, like, kind of like taking a Tylenol when you got a headache. Let me just quickly get rid of this so I can move on with my life. You know? The Lord is by my side. That's not conditional. Don't think that's conditional by any means. He's always by your side. He is rocking with you. Remember one thing. God is not going to force himself on you. you got to seek him out. You understand? He's not going to jump all over you and say, Hey, by the way, hey, ho, hello, over here. I mean, not saying he will never do that, but that's not his style. He's going to show himself when he needs to. And he's trying to get you to follow in Jesus' path, to tell you the truth. He's trying to get you to, 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 to model after his son because his son was the greatest example in life. His son made time stop for 33 years. His son is the reason we have a 2020. 2019, 2018, 2017, 2021, 2022. He is the reason why we have that. Because it is BCAD, before Christ, after death. Before Christ, before he was born. We don't know how many years there were. The scientists can say what they want, you know, and all those professionals can say what they want. Bottom line is, we really don't know how, the, how old the earth is. Okay. AD. Okay, so Jesus stopped time for 33 years in 180. 0001 AD is the first year that Jesus was no longer on earth, so to speak. Okay, he came back, stayed here for three months, let everybody know who he was, and left again, gave us the whole experiences here, transformed the world. I mean, that sounds very nonchalant, but it was nonchalant, but that's wording wise, is really what it was. So here we are in 2020 AD. Okay? 2020 AD. A year that the world would love to forget about. Because the first part of the year, everyone was pretty much just jiving and jiving. And then as soon as this pandemic started kicking up, it changed life as we know it. And it is just going to be a roller coaster ride with this. So there's the one thing I seen online that said 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021, 2022. What, what happened in 2020? Oh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Remember one thing, ladies and gentlemen. God is by your side. You're not supposed to understand what he does. It's not your business. 
Your business is not to understand what God does. Your business is to pray to him, follow Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit guide you through life. That's, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. God is the supervisor over everything. Jesus is the one who, 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 who walks in front of you, trying to give you the best path possible and best example possible. And the Holy Spirit is inside you as well, trying to guide you through life and not make you hit all those wrong turns. If you use the prescription of Christianity right. The prescription, the prescription of Christianity is a, is a thrust part. Three the hard way. I call it. The Lumina, uh, Illuminate said this. Walking uh, with the, the Trinity three the hard way. Because it's not easy. It's a difficult combination. You're dealing with three different entities in one entity. And to comprehend that is theological. And it's not very easy. Okay. So I always say this. And you've heard me say it on previous messages. God the Father is to be respected and he's a supervisor. Okay? Jesus is our brother, so to speak. He is the one that came down. He's our brother and he is the example. So God, you can't say, God, I don't got an example of what I should do. No, we cannot follow Jesus exactly. We've already fallen short of all that before we even realized it. That's why we got to be born again. Born again is your confession of owning up to now I understand okay we all charismatic Christianity wants people just say the prayer just say the prayer and you say your prayer that you believe in Jesus and whatever else whoever else leads you and that's it you go to heaven that's that, that's charismatic Christianity okay what people leave out of that prayer is the significance of it okay the significance of the prayer is to comprehend that now you are responsible for your sins for your shortcomings you now own them okay think of it this way you're born in the world you do not know anything about it you, you get born your mom has you and from day one until day 18, so to speak, that's what you want to look at it as, is your parents are raising you, showing you the A's and the B's and the birds and the B's and all the other things, how to work, how to be legit, how to be honest, how to be truthful, how to not, how to treat people with respect and everything else that goes along with that, okay? Until you get to an age of comprehension. Once you get to the age of comprehension and you understand right and wrong and all that other stuff, okay, all the sins you have committed before you get born again are just that, sins. You can't be held accountable because you don't know Jesus yet. Once you commit your life to Jesus, you are saying, I believe in you. You are my Lord and Savior. Do you think God wasn't by your side when you were born? Do you think all those years that you lived before you logically, the conscious mind says, Jesus be in my life. Do you think God wasn't watching you? Of course he was. Watching every second, every step you take. The moment you ask the Lord to be in your heart, you take ownership now of everything from that moment on. 
Everything you did before, don't matter. Afterwards, it does. And that's why you gotta ask forgiveness for your sins when you commit them. And that's pretty much how a prayer is so important. Not only during your day, but at nighttime when you go to bed, is asking forgiveness for your sins, whether you committed them and you logically know it, or you don't know it and you did it and he knows it. Because that's like breathing air. You can breathe air and not focus on it because your body is programmed to breathe air. Your body has to have air intake and outtake in order to live. Are you thinking about that every second of your life? No. You get busy doing this, that, and other, and your breathing just automatically happens. Sometimes these things just automatically happen. You don't realize you're sinning, or you're not thinking about sinning, or being self-conscious of what you're doing. So at the end of the day, the ones that you do know about, obviously you say forgiveness for, and you ask God to forgive Jesus for, forgive you for all the sins you didn't know you committed. Uh, because there is a very big thin line between sin and saint, if you don't already know that. Okay. But anyhow. The Lord is on my side. Okay? I will not fear. See, now he's telling you not to fear. But in theological terminology, he's saying fear God. But I will not fear. People are like, oh man, that's a lot. That's real There's just two lines that confuses me. And that's why on the blue book, I continuously come at you with... I respect the Lord, God, not fear. Because if you look at it as a respect thing, you will always be guided by respect with him. You respect God. Don't got to fear him. But see, the problem is, is that too many people can't be trusted with that word fear because fear is associated with grips, grimson, or with horror of some sort of negativity it don't relate it doesn't translate as a good fear in people's minds okay remember one thing about jesus okay jesus is the most grayest person in the world living or not living he is the grayest person one he has no real nationality yes he was born in bethlehem yes he's a, 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 a jew by trade Jerusalem center of the earth but Jesus has no real ethnic background because Jesus wasn't born to be an ethnic background he was born to be the savior so people say well Jesus was a Jew okay by, by, by region he was yes he was Jew and so forth and so on but everyone in the world don't relate Jesus to being a Jew he really because his we don't want we don't have the right to put him in that box he's not in that box he not only saved the earth from sin but he resurrected to show a christian christ life background so how can you put him in that box you can't i bet you everyone who's listening to this message right now you can't even tell me what background you are. You can say what your parents have told you, and you might have went on Ancestry.com and put your, D your DNA in and probably popped up like 30 or 40 different backgrounds. So you really can't tell you what yourself really is. We're too mixed in life to be a Pacific version of an ethnic background. 
I can boil it down to the two most prominent. Well, of course you can. I can do it myself. I can tell you right now that I have English, German, Spanish, and Indian are my prominent backgrounds. That's four different backgrounds in me. And that's prominent. I'm not even talking about what people think I may be or the little small specks of other backgrounds and lands and types that I have going on in my body. God only knows. Point is, is that you can't let fear dictate to you regardless. We're all together, one. Okay? So, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hebrews 13, 6. You have to understand that we don't we don't we are not warring against flesh and blood. That's not the war that we're that he's talk that God's talking about. Of course you see it in the world. You see us fighting this and that, and you know, many lives are lost in war and everything else. But what you must understand is that outside of this reality, we call reality, is a supernatural world. Think of it kind of like Lord of the Rings. The ring is off, everything is what we consider normal or reality. You put the, the ring on and it puts the person who put the ring on into a supernatural warped type of reality. Same visuals, same pattern. But you see things you don't see in reality. What are we talking about? What can man do? We're talking about supernatural warfare. We're talking about the things that Satan puts in your head. We're talking about your flesh going crazy over some sin. We battle daily. Daily we battle this. Daily we battle this. The the temptations of life, whether it's by by addiction, by your flesh wanting something, the crave to to to, 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 to satisfy the flesh, satisfy the supernatural demonic presences that are around. Watching TV, listening to music, you hear all kinds of perversion and and so forth and sin is easy because it's it like, sin is like a convenience store you walk in everything's right there in front of your face just a picket pot pick, pick it and, pot, and pay for it Jesus is in the back of the room saying hey I'm right here want life easy walk through that here I am what can man do to you what can man do to you what can man do to you well put me jail do this if you do not break the law of the Lord you cannot break the law of the land yes there are several conditions to this if you are walking with the Lord chances are you're not going to break the law of the land are you going to make make allowances are you gonna make things happen are you gonna do this of course you're gonna do everything you can to not have to worry about it but if 
You, man can't do anything to you you won't let it do. It's the truth of the matter. Alright, let's see. New, New International Version says, The Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Mere mortals. People. ESV Version. That means e English Standard Version. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? There you go. KJV. King James Version, if you didn't know. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Do to me, unto me, same thing. N-A-S-B. The Lord is uh, the Lord is for me. I will not fear. What can man do to me? NLT. The Lord is for me, so I will no fear. I, I will have no fear. What can mere man, mere people, what can mere people do to me? CSB version. The Lord is for me. I will not be afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? Pretty much the same thing all the way down the line. Let's see. Okay. Common English Bible says the same thing. The Bible in basic English. Lord is on my side. I will have no fear. What is man able to do to me? American Center, same thing. Holman Christian Study Bible, same thing. The clean, the the complete Jewish Bible with Adonai on my side. I fear nothing. What can human beings do to me? Mm -hmm. Okay, Common English Bible says this: The Lord is for me. I won't be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Most of them are the same. Let's see here. The White Cliff. The Lord is a helper to me. I shall not dread what man shall do to me. The Lord is my helper. I shall not fear what people shall do to me. The Young, Lib the the young Literal Translation. Jehovah is for me. I will not fear what man do doeth to me. The Message Bible, God is now at my side and I'm not afraid. Who would dare lay a hand on me? Mm, that's not a threat, huh? Yeah, most of the same stuff. Mere Mortals, that was in the New International Version. So, point is, in this message is, fear not. Fear not. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can men do to me? Hebrews 13, 6. Okay? Don't worry. Don't fear. God is by your side. If you have him by the side, he is not going to leave you or forsake you. He's going to be by your side. Pray to him. Talk to him. Let him know your struggles. He will definitely work with you. And if you have not 
received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's what we're going to do right now. We are going to invite you into the kingdom of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which is three the hard way. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay? Now remember, saying this prayer, yes, it gets you a heavenly ticket. It also makes you accountable from this point on of the things that you do right and wrong for God. Don't get this twisted. This isn't a get out of jail free card. This is, yes, you have a ticket in heaven. One, disciple your, get discipleship. Two, you understand that you are now a sinner and that you must learn not to sin as much as possible and that you're accountable. And three, love. Just love. Because God is love. Okay? So, before you say this prayer, understand what you're saying. Now, remember, whether you say it now or say it later, just remember, it's always here. And then you can let us know you said it. That'd be wonderful. Okay? So here we go. Repeat it to me. Father God, from this point on, I realize that I'm a sinner. I believe your son Jesus Christ came down to earth, shed his blood, and died on the cross, and rose again for remission of my sins. I thank you for my salvation. And I ask that your son Jesus comes into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I want to be consumed by the Holy Spirit. And a blessing to others as I get blessed. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be able to have this great gift. And please, Father, lead me, guide me, and direct me in your ways and in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, acknowledging that you're a sinner, acknowledging that you are going to move forward with God, and acknowledging that you have made the decision that, yes, your ticket is signed to heaven, but you also must put the work in. It's a decision. It's a big decision. Please email us. 8LU8OK at gmail.com Let us know you said the prayer. Let us know that you made a new beginning. And let us know your story. That'd be great to hear. I'll definitely share some stuff on some of these messages about some of the stories and some of the salvations. That'd be great, that'd be great to have. Remember, God loves you. Jesus adores you and the Holy Spirit wants to consume you. But they're not going to force their way into your life. you got to be a willing vessel and invite them into your life. Nothing good is, comes easy. Though the words are easy, the actions leading after are going to be very, very complicated. Because now you'll put devil on notice that you are another soul that he cannot take. 
Make sense? Good. Well, it's been a great message. I thank you guys for sticking around listening to it. Uh, and studying with me. Fantastic. Remember, email us. Listen to the rest of our messages. Spread the word around. We'd love to have more ears. Um, go to our website, 8lu8ok.com. Go to the bottom. There's a mail link. Hit that link and definitely let us know. Suggestions, comments, questions, prayers. Love to pray with you. Love to, love to, uh, to really uh, sink our teeth into some good meat and potatoes of the Holy Spirit. So, until next time. Until next time. <laughs> until next time. Jesus. Strong. That was it, right?